What's happening? Hot girl summer. Oh. Still? Yeah, because we're drinking claws. <laughs> there ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. I much prefer raspberry. Well, you haven't tried any of their flavors. Well, you tried ruby uh, grapefruit. grapefruit. Yeah. But that's like one of many. They apparently have like a mango flavored one. I saw a mango, but I don't really like mango either. Oh, okay, then don't drink. I don't it. like mango or cherry. This Black is cherry flavors. is lit. It's the best one. There's a, a like a sampler pack that maybe I should get next. Yeah, week. the variety pack. That's mm-hmm. what I got. That's how what I, how I dip my toes into the seltzer. Into the claws. <laughs> you dipped your claws into dip the white. Dip my claws into the, the white seltzers. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast, Chris. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, Glad to be here. Oh, it's still in there. Chris has an entire garden growing in his teeth um, from what I assume is lettuce, but it could really be anything. <laughs> At this point, there's no I mean, telling. We need a microscope <laughs> stat. <laughs> we also need to do some cell cultures. We need to do some uh, live uh, bacterial virology everythings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to sound as intelligent as possible because most of the time I sound like a dumbass in this podcast. So here we are. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that earlier I was watching a show on YouTube where they <laughs> <laughs> tell you about chemical reactions in food. And she was like, and this is a long chain something fat and he's like that's an amino acid <laughs> it was shut the she fuck said this up. is an acid and i go she didn't do she didn't acid. do the illustrations she's just there talking that's true she just wanted to make something look sciencey I and mean, she did it i was scienced out yeah fully scienced well she did it she i mean she put something on there to some chemical structure and i'm sure a bunch of uh, uh people who were watching she pr- no she drew something and some graphic designer was like that doesn't mm. look good. Wow. Let's try again. Is that science? I don't think so. Let me help, okay? <laughs> so it's a dinosaur. Let me draw some double lines. Let's make a, a, a different uh, structure there. Let's see what happens. And Ooh, double bond I to found this picture oxygen. on the internet. This is probably right. <laughs> this is what I assume is an acid. I just Googled acid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a picture of lemons. Yeah. It's like this is a, cooking acid, lemons. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Nailed it. Put it in there. <laughs> oh, got it. Well, welcome. Welcome to my podcast. I'm glad I made it. Um, so I, I literally swam through water uh, to get here because it was, uh, well, I mean, this will air on Sunday, but on Wednesday today, excuse me, it was storming very heavily. But for how long? For like an hour. It's still going on. Uh, I don't think it's raining right now. I think it was like a 30-minute shower. No, it was not. I got home at like 6.30-ish whenever I texted you, and it started pouring down rain, and it didn't stop until I left my house at, what, almost 7.30 when I left? Well, I looked out the window at like 6.50, and then I looked out again at 6 or 7-something, and then I didn't look out again, so I assumed it stopped. So that's when it stopped, right after time. you turned around and just like, shh, Yeah. Just stopped. This is the Truman Show. <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> That makes sense. I actually understand that reference now because on earliest earlier episodes we talked about it. Call back. Yeah, we did. Oh good. You're tell and me you have that... still haven't watched it. No, nope. you? you fucking bastard. Yeah, I don't watch things. <laughs> as <laughs> I don't have eyes. I don't, I don't look at anything. <laughs> as soon as you leave here, you take those glasses off. Oh yeah, right? and, you and just I can't see. see. I'm just blind. I'm driving home, literally just like through la, building. La, 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 la. <laughs> Hopefully no one hits me. Hopefully I hit nobody. I'm going across <laughs> the entire highway now, guys. <laughs> Also colorblind, so me. the only color I can see is yellow. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people are emojis. Yeah, exactly. It's like the little people are just like, what facial expression do they have? Most of them are skulls. <laughs> it's 
the tongue outside with the crazy eyes. <laughs> and then the, the head blowing up. Yeah, one. exactly. Or the sick one. Vomiting emoji. Yeah. Or the crying. Yeah. Or the angry. I get that one a lot, too. Did you understand the emoji that I sent you earlier? Did you send me an emoji? Earlier today. What did you send? Hold on. Let me pull up the receipts. Do we have the same know. emojis? We must have the same emojis. Well, you're, yeah, you've got a, a thingy. <laughs> you got one of them there listening, talking to. It's trash. You sent me trash. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted you to say exactly the same. Yeah, it looks like a, Well, I don't know what Mine's yours looks like. Mine's like a like. waste. Mine's a little different, but yeah, that's the yeah, same Yeah, trash shape. can. I understood what you said. <laughs> I, I can search for emojis, and I was like, garbage. No. Gar- trash? Yes. yes. <laughs> trash can. <laughs> That's what you get. This is why you're a trash can. LOL. Well, how was your week? How was your weekend? What were, what were you up to? What were things? How was things? How You took Saturday off of everyone and everything. How was that? Your nice, relaxing day? Uh, we didn't, actually. Oh. <laughs> what did we do Saturday? We sat around the house most of the day, and then we went to... Uh, apparently there was this restaurant that was supposed to have a burger that's just like In-N-Out. Because in Houston, we don't have In-N-Out. Thank God. Because um, we have Whataburger, like normal, classy people. Yeah, I know, people. but I want to try it. It's so gross. Their nasty dressing on top of their buns is the not dressing good. is what I'm going to like. That's not... Because your boy loves a Big Mac, and mm, it's that's probably true. close. They're very similar. Um, I don't know. I had a bad experience whenever I had In-N-Out Burger twice now. Soggy fries and a nasty burger, cold burger, that I'm not very excited about. So Where did you that. buy it? Dallas. Yeah. I don't want to go to Dallas. Yeah, don't do that. Dallas Especially is not for water, or just in and out. Yeah. But Dallas is shit. Yeah. I mean, we, we have everything we need to here in Houston. Uh, don't go to Dallas. Dallas is garbage. I am jealous, though, that apparently they have a better drag scene. In Dallas? Yeah, apparently that's where all the pageant queens Ugh, are at. No. That's why whenever somebody's on RuPaul's Drag Race and they're actually from Houston, <laughs> they say they're from Dallas. What I know. The Houston drag scene is shit. drag queen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. That Speaking of that, bit. tell us about your Thursday night. Oh, my gosh. So on Thursday, since the podcast aired on, we recorded last Wednesday, Wednesday and then put it on Sunday. So last Thursday, um, I performed my first competition, and I did so terrible. I was in the bottom three. I almost got a limit. No, I'm just kidding. Wait. Tony could be listening. He got eliminated, <laughs> and we're all sad. We're all just convincing him. <laughs> no, Tony, we yeah no. Because he came over on Friday after not not going. Yeah, and I said no. He was he was eliminated, and he was like, I just talked to him today. <laughs> what I happened? Like, I, he probably just didn't want you to feel bad for him. And he was like, <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> dumb Tony. He's definitely not going to listen to this podcast. He didn't listen to his own podcast, which is Let's, Let's Talk, Talk About, about gay, stuff. gay Stuff. If we plug that, we have to plug our own. So oh, yeah, that's okay. our, so spoopy podcast our spoopy podcast at rspoopypodcast.com. And then our spoopy podcast at Instagram.com. And our spoopy at Twitter. Twitter. And our spoop at, at Facebook. Facebook. Mm, mm, mm. Excellent. We got that. So we plugged both podcasts now. So that's great. Including the one that we're currently doing <laughs> so you're listening to it right now welcome to so our thanks. spoopy podcast <laughs> you did it you made it to this point uh but yeah no it was a great performance i met a lot of really amazing queens um I, I just really had a ton of fun that was what was really important about the whole thing uh my trash bag runway was not as polished as some of the other queens well in our defense or in your defense i guess i'm taking in our defense, I'm my defense. defense. I'm offended uh, that it was all plastic. Oh, yeah. And we didn't use all plastic. Yeah. Bags. And actually, my entire outfit, besides the heels, which were wrapped in aluminum foil, was trash. Like, everything that we did was trash. And so 
these other queens had like full hair and like a corset with things glued on it. And I'm not reading anyone. If anyone's listening to this, I loved all of y'all's outfits. But what I'm you saying, you didn't. You didn't do the rules, and <laughs> I made my entire outfit out of all garbage. So there's that. <laughs> um, but no, it was a cute little thing. Uh, so I um, placed tenth in runway, um, and then I had an amazing performance. I got lit with a lot of people, and then had the entire crowd screaming and gagging, literally. Um, and uh, that like got the crowd going, and I ended up placing second in performance. So overall, I ended up with um, enough points to put me in fifth place, making me kind of a forerunner of the competition. You're Ooh. like, um, <clears throat> you're like an Alexis Mateo. Mm. Okay, you're like a Mariah Balenciaga. Mm. Uh, shit, you're like a fucking Miss Cracker. Okay, we gotta make fifth place. Okay, I'm gonna be a crowd favorite, but like. Okay, then you're Miss Congeniality. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Then I'll come back for also for All Stars fan favorite. Yes. Exactly. So I'll come back for All Stars. That's that's fine. Lol. <laughs> we'll see what happens. But yeah, no, it's cute, and so we're excited for this Thursdays that you guys will not know until after it's already happened. Um, so join <clears> us tomorrow <throat> at the at Guapo. No, never no, mind. You can Hope join you us. You enjoyed us yesterday. Hopefully, last I make Thursday. it to, to week three so that you can see me next, next Thursday. Thursday as well. There we go. Uh, but this this coming Thursday or the one that just uh, will have happened at this point this is so complicated. I know. Um, the theme. At least we're not two weeks ahead like them, so we have to talk <clears throat> yeah, that's two kind weeks of messy. in the past. It's like, oh, what did you do two weeks ago? <laughs> we have to talk two weeks in the future. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so this one is uh, Queens Around the World, and so that one is uh, you showing your heritage, and then the runway. Or I'm sorry, that is a runway. The uh, performance challenge is genres, and I was given Broadway. So, do you want to give away any of your secrets since it's going to come out, no. out afterwards? Okay. No, I want to. Oh, they're not going to hear it anyways. But no, I'm excited. Oh! <laughs> do we have a mic down? Okay, I need mic to down. delete that. Um, <laughs> that whole piece before this. Let's just start again. <laughs> All of what we just talked about for the past ten minutes is gone. It's exactly <clears throat> 10 minutes, too. Oh, wow. Uh, why don't we talk about spooky things? Because that's what our podcast is about. Um, oh, no. Can't we talk about White Claws? Yeah. Oh, we didn't even oh. discuss that. that so, we have to tell them about our theme. So the theme for this episode is just straight claws. Okay. Um, because uh, we had uh, lobster rolls, and we're having White Claws again because Hot Girl Summer 2019, no laws when you're drinking claws. Um <laughs> And it goes with my theme. Oh, does it? Because I did uh, one of the greatest legends of St. John from Ooh. my hometown. So there's lobsters in your hometown. And there's lots of lobsters in St. Oh, Saint John. okay. Well, there's lots of lobster-themed food. And fishing is a big part of, of the, the That's city. the only thing you do there. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They have paper mills and gas production plants. Wow. That's really their main industry. <laughs> I went to some stores. Apparently, they have like a hippie store. My cousin bought <gasps> crystals. Oh my gosh. She's a crystal girl. Wow. Mm. And they made it to the top that they have a crystal store now. <laughs> An uptown St. John. Yeah. Well, make sure she gets her. Uh, you can also get natural deodorant there. Um, I don't remember what it's called, but I think it was on Princess Street. Are you advertising for them? Yep. Oh, why are they a so sponsor? Come on down <laughs> to. Do you know the name? <laughs> 
feel good store. I think it actually was the feel good store. It was called feel good store. I think it was the feel good store. Feel good store. Yeah. Well, you can get crystals there apparently too. Make sure you get them charged on Thursday. Well, you're not going to hear this until it's already passed. Oh, the full moon is the tomorrow. Full moon? Yeah. <gasps> Make sure she's got visibility yes. so she can get that charge. Well, she lives in St. John, which means how is she ever going to charge her freaking crystals if it's cloudy all the time? Uh, when I was there, it was it was pretty sunny all the time, and it was hot for them. Because she's got to get them charged by the natural moonlight. I know. Well, how hot was it here today? It was like fucking uh, in the hundreds degrees. Yeah, we we were hitting like 105 while I was outside in in Baytown of all places. Yeah. Localities of Houston podcast. Okay, localities of Houston podcast. <laughs> uh, we also have a feel good store. I don't know what it's called, but I'm sure we have one. Yeah. There's that magic cauldron on. Yeah, Matrix. that one's cool. Yeah, that one's I've never been inside. One of my friends, uh, uh, Quentin, if you're listening, we're talking about you. Uh, she wanted me to go with her to that store and like go and look at some cool stuff. And see the what only happens. thing I know about it is they used to have a commercial that came on. I don't remember what time it was or what channel it was on, but mm-hmm. it was. It was. I think it was later, and I think it was on. I don't know. Must have been a channel I shouldn't have been watching. <laughs> Um, but logo <laughs> exactly. There's this woman, and she came on, and she had like, it was like a, a Renaissance outfit that she was wearing. So mm-hmm. she had like the the white blouse that comes around the shoulder. They called a peasant shirt. I learned that recently. And then the bustier mm-hmm. and uh, like the straps that come over it. But she had <coughs> the biggest knockers. <laughs> she had like, <coughs> clears throats. <laughs> she had <coughs> huge jugs. <laughs> And I was like, she had massive <laughs> chicken breasts. Ew. Ew. Nobody says that. Bazoombas. She had massive bazoombas. Had, <laughs> she had, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> what the? What? <laughs> and that's all I know about the Magic Cauldron. Yep. Okay. So which, <laughs> the the lady has giant boobs. Well, so. I don't think she, it was like probably 10 years ago. So. Okay. Well, she doesn't have They're giant boobs They're not in the same anymore. place anymore, oh. at least. <laughs> Does that she mean they're already like I don't know in her forties? <laughs> She's like, how bigger? How much bigger of boobs can I get? She's asking her crystals, <laughs> how big should I go? Maybe that's all it is—is is crystals. It's just crystals. So just put crystals in there. It's just lumpy <laughs> and sharp <laughs> and like super heavy. <laughs> like oh god! And you just walk in and you say, please, <laughs> may and I she have an opens her shirt an amethyst and just like take your pick, She's baby. Like, boop, 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 boop. There we go. Sifting around. In this there. one's been in here since 1973. Crystal shirt. Titty crystals. Crystal. Crist, no. Crystal titties. Crystal titties. That's, <gasps> That's a, good a good drag, drag name. name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome Please to the stage. Crystal, crystal titties. <laughs> and then she comes out there and she, you just hear like, I don't, can't make the noise now, but it's like. Yeah. <laughs> just like rocks clanking. <laughs> She's like shaking them up. and like <laughs> <laughs> One falls out and she steps on it, but it's like Legos. Oh, so she falls God. off stage. <laughs> Well, she was short-lived. <laughs> well, she didn't break her neck. Okay. Just every bone in her body except her neck. That's fine. So I now feel like she a comes out in like a full body suit. It's like, please welcome to the stage. Full body cast. Yeah. She just changes it up, you know. She Whatever brings, she's what she, feeling. While you're gagging, she brings something new every week. You're right. You're right. LOL. You are not wrong. So let me talk about my story because we're already 15 minutes in and I wrote six pages. Okay, fine. So... <clears throat> There's this legend from mm. St. John, and I know that you don't know this because you, there's no way you could oh, know this. Oh, I've definitely heard about it. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. No. <laughs> I, want you no. to, I, want, I want you to tell, but tell me about it first. I, I can't talk right I'm now. Just, I, I'm mute. 
<laughs> so um, it's really a little bit more outside of St. John, closer to where most of my mom's side of the family lives, mm-hmm. out near Garnet Settlement. Um, and it's the legend of Maggie Bale. And you wrote six pages on this? Yeah. I have an entire book. Oh, okay. That's more than six pages. That's like seven. Um, this is probably closer to like ten, but oh, okay. I read fast. Yeah. I don't. Um, it would take me like a week to get through that. Yes. Have you bought your book for your murder yet? No. I need, actually need to buy two books. <laughs> What's the other one? So I need one for the book on Elizabeth Smart, and then I have to watch the documentary and stuff like that for the other one that I need to do for the uh, San Antonio 4. San Antonio. Oh. Yeah. So that's not a book. But I – yeah. I'm going to San Antonio this weekend. Oh, my God. You should ask people about that because mm. they apparently just recently – no, I'm not going to get there. Well, I have to ask somebody about it. No, don't do it. Don't look it up. Um, they know something. No, don't do it. It's been around since the 90s. (gasps) (laughs) 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 Just look at the intern. He's like, what do you want? (laughs) Okay. So, basically, uh, from all of my research, what I heard from my family when I was young is wrong-ish. Oh, um, called out. Well, also, I'll get to that later, but like five people told me the same story and it wasn't the same any of the same times. Mm, okay. And I'm pulling from like when I was eight, too, so I don't Memories are a little hazy. Them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I did some research and I asked more about the story while I was back home. Um, so now I can really tell you what the true story of what happened to Sarah, Sarah Margaret Vale mm. and her daughter, Ellie. And there was a full book written on it. Mm-hmm. Ellen May Vale. Well, it's also one of the first court cases in... St. Uh, John? In Canada. Mm. Because... I won't say that because I'm not sure. But I think so. <laughs> I'm, it might be. I don't know. Uh, cut that. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to cut to St. John, New Brunswick. Oh my gosh. Uh, September 4th, 1869. Oh, that's not that long ago. I know. It's really recent. So close. I feel personally like, you're attached to it. Yeah. I mean, it was only a few years before your birthday. I mean, I think it was my birthday. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) September 14th. It's coming up. Um, there are some berry picker, berry pickers working in the wooded areas between Loch Lomond road and black river road. Coincidentally, sources described it as the Garnet Settlement Road, which I have been down Multiple many, many times. times. Um, and picking, they were picking the wild blue- blueberries that grow all over the place, um, which I also found to be creepy because when we were kids, my cousin Kathleen and I would go pick blueberries all the time. On the same road? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Um, and we played in the woods. We picked blueberries. Uh, we didn't wash them. We just ate them yeah. outside. Yeah, there's a. I used to do the same thing down at my grandma, grandmother's house. Not uh, there. Grandmother's. Uh, they were called dewberries, which are basically relatives of. Like, oh, you mean dewberries? Excuse me. Dewberries. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> These are Canadian dewberries. Dewberries. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, dewberries. They're actually delicious, and we would just like pick them up the side of the road because back then it was. I mean, why? You need to wash them. So, yeah. Yep. Cool. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I mean, when I read that, my third arm in the back just tickled. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> uh, There's no need to wash fruit. <laughs> 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 little tingle. 
It's like God, over the shoulder. We, we need to tape it at least so people can see some. <laughs> see some more like hand going, third arm going up. What here. I mimicked was that there was a hand coming from behind my back to feed me blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> just like all these like. <laughs> they just need to understand our. Um, noises that we make and just yeah. know what it means. It's fully, I mean, it's fully animated yeah. with noise. Yeah. <laughs> Most of my noises is just a Pac-Man dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so these berry pickers are searching the bushes to make sure that they get all of the blackberry or the blueberries off. Um, and when they're searching through the bottom of the bush, under moss and some branches, they discover... <gasps> I know. Uh, that initial... was a good gas moment. That was a good gas, <gasps> too. Yeah. That went in one lung and out yeah. the other. Yeah. It's like circulating gasp. <laughs> <laughs> I just cut the back of my neck open and just breathe through. <clears throat> so they found human remains, and uh, they didn't report them because the group of black berry pickers were black teenagers in the 1860s. Yeah. So then I'd be like, oh, you killed her. Uh, yeah. So being being that they were black teenagers, it seemed like a really easy way for them to at least get in some trouble somehow or mm-hmm. maybe even be killed. Um, so the secret lasted until one of the girls in the group got home and told her parents. Um, and, and in turn, the parents went to report it to a local farmer in Willow Grove, which is where two of my cousins live. Ooh. Willow Grove, um, nearby Loch Lomond. Uh, the the lake um the farmers demanded that the group reassemble and show him where they discovered the body they did so and the farmer wrote a letter to send into saint john but procrastinated and then drove into saint john to inform the constable two days later Mm. um that's a long procrastination to be like oh yeah there's a dead body out there yeah which is also funny because it's not that far yeah (laughs) i mean i get it that the roads probably were not the same as they are now yeah but it's like maybe 10 miles. Yeah. Interesting. Because, I mean, you could imagine like 1860s, they probably still had to take like horse and buggy kind of thing. Or yeah. Take a oh, they like 100% did. Yeah. And, I mean, it is very mountainous there, too. Mm. But it's September. There's no snow. Yeah. Well, there could be snow. You never know. You never know in Canada. It might, might just start I can snowing. just tell you <laughs> July, no, no. snow. <laughs> August, we're getting closer. <laughs> it's basically fall. Um, <clears throat> so, blah, blah, blah. Do, 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 do. They drove into St. John to inform the constable, and an inquest was opened. Thankfully, the inquest shortly turned away from the locals that discovered the body, but not after the local newspapers dragged their names through the dirt, calling them cowards and stating that they fled like fright- frightened children and that their choices displayed their utter ignorance and the demands of humanity. What? Utter ignorance of the So they were just humanity. destroying them for leaving the, the body there, but at the same time, like, what was... The person's dead either way. Yeah. Like, what... And the person's not newly dead. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like... Yeah. What? Yeah, a couple more days didn't do any more damage to the body, trust me. Oh, by the time we're done, you're going to hate the press. Oh, great. So... <clears throat> The coroner in the case received the corpse and deemed it that it was female and that she had been dead for some time, thus ruling out the berry pickers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but another revelation was that the woman was carrying a child. Ooh. The cause of death, shot to the head. Mm-hmm. 
No murder weapon or bullet was ever found, and the remains were identified by a detailed testimony concerning her teeth, hairstyle, and clothing. So, now we're going to jump back a bit. Uh-oh. So, now the year is 1865. Uh, John A. Monroe was a success. Wait, what was the year that we were just in? I thought it was 1869. Oh, okay. 65 Sorry. right now. Okay. Um, John A. Monroe was a successful architect who lived in an upper-class neighborhood with his wife and two children. In the summer of 1865, Monroe met 21-year-old Sarah Margaret Maggie Vale, a single woman who resided in nearby Lancaster with her ailing father. Vale had become infatuated with Monroe and entered in a relationship with him, despite warnings from her family that he was married. Um, and he was married. He was married to a woman named Annie Potts, and they had two children. Oh. So, scandal. Scandalous. Yeah, scandal in the 1860s. Damn. Uh, in the summer of 1867, the news that Vale was pregnant brought about another fallout in their relationship. He visited Vale less frequently, but on one occasion, he casually asked her if she would poison his wife. Uh, casually. On... Hey, how you doing? Do you How's have any going? cyanide by chance? I was wondering <laughs> if you could make my wife a cup of tea and put, like, some rat poison That's in weird. it. weird. I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Hot Girl Summer, 1867. Uh, so, on February 4th, 1868, uh, Vale gave birth to a baby girl, whom she had officially registered as Ella May Monroe. Oh, so she used his name. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think, I'm sure they asked who the father is back mm-hmm. then, and you have to give the father, well, you don't, you don't you have can make to, a you fake can just one, make a fake name up. But you can't give your own, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so the child was born with an umbilical hernia and had to wear a truss that Vale's sister made for her. So I think I didn't really do a lot of research into what a truss was, but I think it's like a belt with it's a... It's kind of like a corset, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically hold the hernia in. Yeah. Which umbilical hor- hernia sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. You're it's born with a hernia? Uh, basically your intestines are coming out of your belly your button. Butt, belly button, yeah. That's crazy. Um... Isn't that fun? <laughs> I mean, sign me up. <laughs> sign me up, bitch. So, Maggie's Typically, that can lead to like constriction of your, your bowels and make you pretty sick. Well, she doesn't have to worry about it for long. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wops. <laughs> so, Maggie's sister demanded that Monroe provide financial support for Vale and the baby. He sent small amounts of money from time to time with letters telling her to not bother him anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Baby daddy problems. Yeah. Uh, months passed during with during which Vale uh, heard nothing from him. And then her dad died. Oh. Um, and he left her the family home. So she was like, what do I do? <laughs> I have She's this baby. Yeah. With a baby. Yeah. Who has problems already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she, and she's with a man that's, does not give a fuck. Yeah. So well, not with him. She's she's uh, she's a mistress. Chasing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he goes to her and he's like, "What do I do?" He's like, "Sell the house. Sell it. Get rid of it. It's gone." Um, and so <laughs> wait, what happened to her mom? Oh, I think she'd been dead for some time. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't actually go over that. It's the oh. fridge. Oh, okay. It's making ice. <laughs> oh, do you want some ice? <laughs> she's like grinding it for us. Snow cones. <laughs> hey, girl. Hot girl white summer. Claw summer. <laughs> um, I just mimicked pouring white claw into a snow cone. Yeah. And I think that sounds good. Yeah. 
Um, so it sounds like it doesn't taste like anything. <laughs> sounds like water. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like we're sounds all, like you're we're, just watering down a watery drink. Yeah, watering down something that already tastes like a hint of hint of lime. <laughs> Do you like raspberry? This water was made near raspberries. <laughs> this is from a water plant, forty-five miles away from a raspberry patch. It's, you could kind of taste the hints there. <laughs> One single raspberry skittle dissolved in forty-five gallons of water. <laughs> um, so, uh, so she sold the house for five hundred dollars, according to her brother-in-law James Olive, who witnessed the real estate transaction. Said she took the money and put it in her bosom. She got a needle, needle and thread and sewed it up, <laughs> what the which fuck? is really sexy. Yeah. Sexy. Oh, let me sew this into my bosom. Money. <laughs> Ain't nobody getting it now. You can't get it, girl. So, an unusual series of ascents. <laughs> unusual. unusual. Began uh, with Vale using the alias of Mrs. Clark. Uh, following him on a business trip to Boston. Uh, so, then she came back to St. John and Monroe paid for Vale's accommodation in cheap boarding houses. When the proprietors would ask Vale what was her name, she would call herself Mrs. Clark. Um, about Mrs., her, like MRS Clark? Yeah. Ooh, so she's saying she's married. married. Okay. Uh, she replied that her husband had her money when people would say, well, how are you going to pay for this? Mm-hmm. And then she'd find her money. Um, so on... Uh, so was she a prostitute? Was he like coming in, like seeing her in these houses and like paying her then or? No. So they say that she was very, very pretty, but that she wasn't a whore. Hmm. She was just after this guy. Yeah. I'm not saying that she was like whoring. She wasn't a prostitute. Yeah. Not for other people, but I mean like, okay, never mind. No. I mean, he owes her money. She got a baby. His baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, and women didn't really work back then. Yeah, that's true. Much either. Uh, blah 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 blah. blah. Women's rights. It's the 1890s. <laughs> right. <laughs> they are, they are allowed only one white claw a day <laughs> back then, Chris. <laughs> These times were hard. Sometimes between the hours of six and seven. Yeah. She <laughs> lost a glove, and they killed her. <laughs> Sent her away on a frozen piece of ice on Lake Michigan. <laughs> That's very far away. I don't know. There's just... plenty of icy lakes near there. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, on October 26, 1868, Monroe hired a cab and picked up Vale and the baby for a drive out of town along Black River Road. A cab as in a horse and buggy? Yeah. <laughs> you still got a, a okay. cab. Sure. <laughs> no, they have the one car. Just like the a one yellow, car in a yellow cab, like st- somehow still stuck in traffic. Yeah, where you going, bud? <laughs> What's your, where you need to go? You expect me to drive over town for you? No. I'm taking you down the street. <laughs> There's so much traffic. That's going to be two buffalo nickels. Uh, so he said that they were going to visit a family named Collins. Mm. Monroe ordered the driver, Robert Warden, to stop at a location well short of the Collins house and said that he would walk the rest of the way. Uh, he told Warden to wait for them at nearby Bunker's Tavern. Uh, when Monroe at, uh, arrived at the tavern with Vale and her child, she said, or he had said that the Collins family was not at home and that Miss Clark would visit them another time. And then Warden drove them back to St. John. Um, and then, back in St. John, Monroe bought a revolver. Mm-hmm. So October 31st, 
Monroe again hired Warden to drive him and Vale and the baby to Loch Lomond. Is he the only cab in the cab? Probably. <laughs> There's still, I don't know how many, like 50,000 people that live in St. John. Maybe 100,000. So there's still only one cab there. Uh, they don't have Uber. Oh, okay. <laughs> that. Um, did I have you in it? No, I didn't use an Uber. I had a car. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you had family that could drive you places. True. Um, blah, 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 blah. Um, where the fuck was I? He hired. Okay, Lock Lemon. Yeah. Uh, he ordered the cab to stop at the same location as before. And uh, again, he said that they would rock, walk the rest of the way. Warden should wait for the Mid Bunkers Tavern. Less than an hour later, Monroe arrived at the tavern alone and anxiously was anxious to return to St. John. He told Warden that Miss Clark was going to Boston and that Mr. Collin would take her to the ship. In St. John, Monroe arranged for a trunk full of Vale's belongings to be put aboard a ship bound for Boston. Months passed and Maggie's sister began to worry as she hadn't heard from her, save for a story that she had gone to the United States with Monroe. Uh, then again, in 1869, she received a letter from Boston that was supposedly written by Maggie, who was illiterate. Uh -huh. uh, and it said that she had married a painter named Crandall and was doing well. The badly spelled letter was signed Mrs. Maggie Crandall. Interesting. So, yes. Now we shift back to 1869. Okay. Um, and the police are suspicious. They said, what happened to her? Where, wait, where, where'd she where'd go? Where'd she go? <laughs> and then they find this body. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, here, we need to learn about this. Yeah. Uh, but there was also a grocer named James Kane who lived in nearby Portland, which is now St. John's North. Mm -hmm. um, and he had uh, supposedly married and fathered a child with an American woman. Uh, and neither could be accounted for. So the police suspected it's either her or Maggie Vale and her baby. Yeah. Um, however, after the testimonies and items found with the body were inspected, the police began to realize that the remains they found were that of Maggie Vale and her baby, Ella. Uh, witnesses identified a hat and pieces of clothing found with remains as veils and recognizes the ch they recognize the child's trust because the sister made it for yeah, that child. Yeah, for that child. It's custom. Um, and... Other witnesses had seen Vale and Monroe together on numerous occasions, and Robert Warden told of the two trips to Loch Lomond. Um, one of Vale's former landladies said that the baby girl closely resembled Mr. Monroe. Uh, and then the trunk <laughs> was discovered in Boston, uh, unclaimed, and found a bunch of con uh, clothing that was Maggie and Ella's. Yeah. So he sent it to Boston th hoping that... They no would just one, be like, yeah. oh, nobody okay. wants this. Yeah, that's so weird. Go to the ocean. Because, yeah. I mean, it's not like they're going to send a letter back to wherever it came from. Be like, hey, we've got your unclaimed luggage. Like, people on airlines lose their luggage all the time. No one ever fucking finds it. Also, inside of the case was a uh, tin-type photography of Monroe. It was a picture of him mm -hmm. in some kind of a photography style. Yeah. Um, also... So the inquest was also raised for the amount of the $500 of the real estate because that wasn't there any either. Um, so he took the money. Ooh. <coughs> um, members of Maggie Vale's family claimed that she had entrusted it to Monroe. Mm. Uh, so Monroe was subpoenaed and the inquest was still going on. He appeared at the office of the coroner, Dr. Earl, with his lawyer, Samuel R. Thompson, 
Um, and Monroe admitted knowing Maggie Vale, but denied being the father of the child. Ooh. So after all this time, he's been trying to take care of this child. Well, not trying to. Been paying to take care of this child. And still like, no, that wasn't me. (laughs) What are you talking? I just felt (laughs) bad for her. I just, I need to give her some money, even though I'm the only one who had sex with her. (laughs) So now she's a prostitute. Yeah. Um, So he, blah, blah, blah. He also denied advising her to sell her house. Uh, And he said that he had taken her to Loch Lomond to visit friends. To the best of his knowledge, Monroe said that Vale had moved to Boston, where she was to be married. When Dr. Earl suggested that Monroe get in contact with her to clear up the matter, uh, he said that his... uh, Oh, shit, I deleted it, but because I didn't think it was going to work there, but now that I'm saying it out loud... It works, exactly. I've done that a number of times with our different stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to write that because that's not important. Then I start saying it, and I'm like, should have fucking written that. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, he said something like, my situation seems bleak. Oh. (laughs) To the coroner. Yeah. It's like, oh, well... You definitely want to do it. Y'all got me, gal. (laughs) I wish you would not find anything. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So on September 21st, he was arrested as a murder suspect. Uh, The news of John John Monroe's arrest stunned the community. (gasps) They were like, what? This good upstanding gentleman has been arrested. That's what we're getting to. Oh, boy. So the local press quickly came to his defense. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. The St. John Daily Morning News editorial stated, the quote, uh, the first of suspicion having lighted on Mr. Monroe, parentheses, architect... They have to, to clarify. He's so he's great. At, he, architect. He's rich, okay? Um, comes back to bite him in the ass, and mm, it's going to be so good. Mm. Uh, created a painful sensation throughout the city and felt and fell like a thunderbolt on his many friends. The idea of his being guilty of such a crime or of anything approaching to a crime seemed to be utterly repudiated as unworthy of belief. Ugh. So that's what they say about him. Yeah. But for those black kids that found the body they're like you ran away you, you ran away from a dead body and had no idea what to do how, how dare, dare you? you oh my god <laughs> so the press argued that it had not been conclusively proven that the remains were those of Vale and her child despite the evidence presented at the inquest editorials suggested that james kane the grocery guy with the mm. wife and baby that they can't find they say that he did it um even though there's no evidence that because you said that they couldn't find him either right who the grocer james kane they couldn't find his his wife wife. or her baby and they were american so yeah they're probably still in america yeah um which or maybe 18 yeah (laughs) 1870s it's not the body that we're looking at right now yeah in the 1870s, you're not going to find him anyways. I mean, they, like we were talking about with the, the guy from You literally Chicago. go the next town over, and you're like, my name's Bill Joe Watson. You're like, okay, cool. <laughs> Welcome to town, Watson. <laughs> How weird. What do you do? I'm a doctor. <laughs> oh, okay. Come cure me. I've had this rash for a week. Can you take a look? Yeah, cocaine. Yep. <laughs> Just put, put this cocaine in your body. <laughs> wow, that's so great. I'm oh, having a great time. this rash is getting better. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, they said that James Kane was far more likely to be guilty of adultery and murder. The pervasiveness of the attitude was evident in the treatment of the two subjects. While the inquest was still in session, Kane was held in the county jail and Monroe was comfortably sleeping at the police chief's house. Oh, Lord. Um, also, this is, this is Canada under the rule of England. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like... <laughs> 
Go stay in somebody's house. That's fine. That's, that's what we down. do. We come in over, we come over and stay over, and we're just like, okay, you can house us now. Um, okay. So, blah, blah, blah. Additional evidence, including Maggie's sister's identification of Ella May's hair and her testimony that Monroe had spoken of poisoning his wife, cast even more suspicion on Monroe. By the close of the inquest, Kane had been released on a cash bond and instructions uh, to return to court if required. Monroe would stand trial for the murder. The local press firmly still or firmly stood on Monroe's side, uh, predicting that the court's uh, conclusion would be, quote, an innocent man will be restored to the full enjoyment of the rewards of his till and the advantages of uh, citizenship. Oh, my God. So they were full on his side. Like, no, we'll we'll help get you out by writing all these like fluff pieces about how great you are. Yep. Oh, my God. Well, that's what I wrote next. I was like, so the press is all hither and thither and thenceforth and yeah. yonder and shit, basically saying that he could not have done it because he's rich and he has a good back. Yeah. Because we all know that only poor people can commit crimes. Yep. So, it's the truth. I mean. <laughs> Just kidding. God forbid. <laughs> uh, Jan- Jan- James. I always wanted to call him James, like the entire time I wrote it. James Monroe. Isn't that a president? That's a president. <laughs> yes. Uh <laughs> John Monroe, well, it's also M-U-N-R-O-E, Monroe. Monroe. His trial started in St. John uh, on the 7th of December, 1869, before the Chief Justice uh, John Campbell Allen, William Henry Tuck, and was the, uh, William Henry Tuck and the Attorney General Andrew Rainsford Wetmore. These people love three names. Yeah. Um, prosecuted for the Crown. Samuel R. Thompson represented Monroe, who, I guess, was not able to testify himself. That was like a law at the time. You can't testify in your own defense. So you had to have a lawyer. Yes. Yeah. But you can't even go out to the stand to oh, testify really? on your, your behalf. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Like when they the, the prosecutor can testify you, mm-hmm. but the defense can't testify you. Okay. So like your own lawyer can't ask you questions. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> um So how do you have a defense then against your They just say it's shit for you. Mm. Um The Crown was unable to fully say that Monroe had killed the baby Ella May, so he was only tried for the murder of Maggie Vale. Even which... though the baby was also in the same same place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, and I wrote, he probably killed the baby too. Yeah. It was not able to be proved because it was the 1800s. Later, he does admit to strangling her, but doesn't think that she died. Um, regardless, if he didn't touch her at all, she died because she was a baby in the wilderness of New Brunswick in the middle of October. Yeah. It's probably. And probably didn't want to leave her mom's, like, dead body. Yeah. And why is that not enough to tie him to that crime as well? Exactly. If the baby's found in the same place. Yeah. Because that's it, neglect either way. Like, that baby is still dead right there. Yep. That's stupid. Anyway. Uh, the prosecution presented the same evidence that had been given to the coron- at the coroner's inquest and bolstered its case with the additional testimony, such as witnesses' claims that Monroe was the only person who ever visited Maggie Vale at her residence, uh, and Maggie's sister identifying a particular incisor tooth in the adult victim's skull as being identical to the one her sister had. Well, medical technology has come a long way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that tooth? That looks really close to what my sister Let had. me just... <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's, that's my sister. That's the sister's. right amount of pointy. 
so the defense argued that the evidence against Monroe was circumstantial and that it didn't prove that the victim was Maggie. Wait, what? He said that, that the dead body was not Maggie Vale. Why? <laughs> Even though it had her clothes and the baby had the, the truss there. Mm, okay. I oh. just wanted to pause for the beautiful music that's playing. Mm. Oh wow. You're still going, huh? Oh no. That's twerking music. Is this still going? No. Okay. Um, so we did that a nice car alarm pause. <laughs> well, I mean, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this defense said that it wasn't Maggie Vale. I don't understand how that how? helps. Yeah. They just want to say that she's still missing. They're like, um, no. Um, no. There's just a random dead body that we found and uh, actually two dead bodies. Yeah. Uh, so he said that it was unfair to forbid Monroe the right to testify. Um, that was another one of his main points and he really tried to prove that his client was innocent by saying how good of a guy he was i roll he was a devoted son a husband a father who couldn't possibly have committed a murder uh thompson pointed out that monroe was rich and he did not need maggie's 500 dollars. he conceded that monroe might have committed adultery but he implied that maggie was a hoe who ensnared him Oh, my God. Uh, Even though he was the one who knocked her up, got her pregnant, and then was like, you know what? Maybe you should kill my wife so we can be together. Bye. Yeah. Hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. Bye. Um, so he also argued that a guilty man would have gotten rid of the evidence. Oh, my God. <laughs> he called on. He th- did. He sent the box of supplies away. Yep. That is literal. Not all of it, though. Oh, my God. Um, he called on 35 character witnesses, including Monroe's parents. Uh, in response to Thompson's good character strategy, Attorney General Wetmore remarked, every man has one until he forfeits it. Ever has what? A good moral character. Oh. <laughs> um, Ugh. Yeah. Well, he forfeited it by killing two people. Yeah. Uh, probably something before that, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, in- I mean, he cheated on his wife and had a baby with, it, with this person. But back then, it was like, you're supposed to go out and... Sow your seed. You just have sex with everyone. It's fine. Yeah. They don't care. That's what they want. As long as you're, like, kind of supporting them. I don't want bit. that. She's hysterical. Yeah. Get her some cocaine. Just, yeah. Just cocaine. She needs uh, uh, the eye of Newt. She <laughs> Electrocute her. She'll she be fine some, afterwards. Some peonies as well. Just, like, flowers. We just need lots of flowers. Just shove them up her nose. <laughs> uh, so, on... December 17th, 1869, after less than an hour of deliberations, the jury returned a verdict of guilty. Oh, yes. With a strong recommendation for mercy. Mm. Oh, so they say, yeah, he's There's guilty, a, he's, but he like, did it, but take it easy be on him. Easy on him. Yeah. He's had Ugh. a hard life. He's such a good guy, though. Yes. He just killed two people. It's fine. You guys are crazy. <laughs> yeah. You need to calm down. Ooh, you need to calm down. Um, So on December 21st, uh, Justice John Campbell Allen sentenced John Monroe to be hanged on the 15th of February, 1870. Oh. So you got what was coming for you, You sucks, bitch. You just killed two people. Oh, the best part's coming up. Oh, yes. Um, Does he get off? Does he escape? What's happening? Oh, I'm excited. Get ready, girl. Ah! 
Um, so Monroe had been wronged, or the, that's what the press said. They were like, he would, he, you guys are just fucking with him. And then you aren't going to kill him. The people, or a petition was started to have the death sentence commuted to life imprisonment, and it received more than 2,000 signatures, which is pretty much half the town. I yeah, at the time. Um, neither the jury's recommendation nor the petition was successful. Um, and on January 25th, 1870, the Governor General of Canada, John Young, signed the order in council that approved Monroe's execution. Monroe went to the gallows on the appointed date. Mm. And people were so mad about it. They wrote a song. They wrote a actual song about him yeah. dying? No, about the whole thing. Oh, my God. So I'm going to read it. Okay, let's do it. Uh, so it's the murder of Sarah Vale. Come all, ye, come all you people, lend an ear. A dreadful story you shall hear. This murderous deed was done of late in 1868. There was a man called John Monroe who did Miss Vale a courting go. This girl was handsome, young, and fair. Few with her that could compare. Monroe was married, it is true. He had a wife and children too. But still Miss Vale he went to see, not caring what the talk might be. Of course in time an offspring came, which brought to light their hidden shame. But still together they did go, until he proved their overthrow. She had five hundred dollars too, left by her father, it is true. He got the money when in need, and then he did the awful deed. Poor thing, he led her all about to Boston back and other routes, and then he did take her at his will. That didn't rhyme. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he led to poems. <laughs> he led her to that lonely spot, and there he fired the fatal shot. A bullet buried in her brains. She fell in death, there to remain. Then killed the baby in a rush and covered them with moss and brush and hurried off with rapid flight, not thinking it would come to light. The jury found it very plain. Mrs. Vale and the baby had been slain. The jury found it plain also that they were killed by John Monroe. And by his own hand, the deed was done. Now he is sentenced to be hung. I thought this was a song in favor of him, not about the whole situation. Oh, I'm sorry. You literally just said that. Oh, my God. I am so dumb. <laughs> You literally just said about this whole situation. Okay. Yep. Cut that. <laughs> can they hear those shakes? If I, if I hit the thing. <laughs> you can hear that. Well, that's a cool story. I'm not done. I didn't say you were done. You just said, cool well, story, bro. now it's my turn. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, so. Oh, gosh. Did they find her in Boston? After the execution, reporters were shown a confession written and signed by John Monroe and witnessed by two clergymen. Monroe stated that he had no intention of harming Maggie Vale on the first trip to Black River Road. They had done some target shooting. He later decided that the location was a suitable spot to commit the bad act. On the second trip, he, began, he became enraged when Ella May began to cry. I strangled the child. I did not know if it was actually dead. Yet. Yes. Uh, Vale fought to protect her daughter, and Monroe shot her in the head. He covered the bodies with the branches and left. So covered the bodies, meaning I didn't know the baby was dead, but oh, wait, yeah, I did. It was definitely dead. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Mon well, he's going to die anyway. Mm -hmm. Monroe admitted that he had taken about half of Maggie's $500 and written, a letter that met, written the letter to Maggie's sister that she had received. His confession prov provided no clear motive for the murders and held no indication of remorse. There was a clear motive. He didn't want people to know that he had a baby outside of marriage. Yeah. 
the closing sentence... And he didn't want to have to deal with it anymore, so he just killed him. Mm -hmm. Closing sentence says, I never killed any other person or child. (laughs) Yeah, I know, but I never killed anybody else. Yeah. I Uh, I did kill them, but I didn't know that's what you meant. Sorry. (laughs) Was this a test? Um, Oh, sorry. I think I passed. (laughs) Um, I guess I was just really confused by the question. (laughs) You guys just used too many big words. Uh, The confession was widely uh, circulated in the press and was a shocking revelation to Monroe's many sympathizers. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, the device used to hang him was a new one and sounds like it was quite cruel. Um, So, you know how gallows work, right? Mm -hmm. You drop out from underneath them and they hang there. And it breaks them neck. Yep. So, this one uh, doesn't do that. (laughs) This one has him stand on the ground, uh, and then they, like, cut a lever system that lets a weight in the back of the beam fall to the ground. And it pulls you up? Oh, God. So he suffocated. Oh, wow. He didn't break his neck. No. So he was alive for two to four minutes, And struggling to try and gasp for breath and all that fun jazz. Yep. Oh. So... Wops. Wops. You got what was coming from you. You know what the best part is? What? He designed it. <laughs> oh my god! Yep. Like, he designed oh, will, the jailhouse and the new gallows. This will be great for people who you know need to die. Oh wait, that's me. Some people hey, said pork that chop. when he did oh, it, sorry. he was like, uh, "I hate to see the son of the bitch that's gonna go up on this." Oh, that's and me. it was him. Because I mean, had that had it been used in the town? Nope. Ooh, so he literally designed it, had it built, and then he was the first person to use it. Yep. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I took a picture of the jail yard there, so I'll show it. Okay. Post uh, it on our com, And it, it'll make more sense because at first I was like, well, how does it... Like l- the levers How work? does it fall? Yeah. yeah. But um, the jail... So it's almost like a catapult a in a way. Kind of. Oh, wow. So what I think happened is... So there's the beam... There's the pole that goes into the ground. Mm-hmm. Here's the cliff that comes up like this. He stands on the ground. And they, they drop, drop the, the over rock. the cliff. They let the rock go down the cliff, and then it pulls him up. Yeah. Mm. It seems, seems rough. Yeah. A little cruel. <laughs> Why don't you just put him on a stool and yeah, then just it out? knock it over. Uh, Hang him from a, a, the ceiling rafter or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Now that we've talked about what actually happened, we can talk about the legend that oh, I remember. Okay. So as a kid, I remember my family just telling me that they were in a riding coach together down uh, on Garnet Settlement Road. Mm-hmm. And Monroe was driving the coach. Maggie was seated next to him with Ella May in her arms. So it's just those three headed yeah. out towards. So the what's his name? Something Warden? No was driver there? was there for yeah. the story. But um and uh, this is my version of it because I'm sure I missed a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, I can't remember why they said he wanted to kill her. I think it said, I think they were telling me that he had a wife and mm-hmm. she was like the mistress. Um, and so he wanted to kill her, shot her in the head. She fell from the carriage, but she threw her baby. Oh, and the baby told me. died while landing on the no. ground. Oh. Um, she fell from the carriage, but not before throwing her baby. Monroe drove off, and the next day, the berry pickers found the baby crying in the blueberry patch. Um, Maggie was nowhere to be found, so they took the baby home with them. And now, late at night, when all is quiet, uh, if you carry a doll with you and walk down the road and you say, Maggie, I've got your baby, uh, she's supposed to come down the road asking where her baby is. 
um, and you couldn't let her catch you or she'd kill you. Oh. Um, <laughs> and I think I only tried it once with like a Cabbage Patch doll or something. Yeah. But most of my cousins were older and I didn't get to do it with them. They would have actually tried to scare me. Yeah. It was just me and my cousin Kathleen and she wouldn't go to the road. <laughs> no, I'm too scared. We can't She's, do that. Well, because cars fly down the road. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> she was like, we're going to get ran over. And I was like, come for on. the spoops. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's our family version as told by like five different people over many years, so I'm sure it doesn't match any of them. <laughs> so sorry, everyone, but that's what I remember. But now we've got the real what actually happened from this book. <laughs> yeah, it always used to scare the shit out of me as a kid, and it's the main reason that horror stuff really interests me. Um, so, Chris, please thank all of my family for torturing you week after week. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> I very much appreciate having all of these scary stories in my mind. And You're just... not crying. This is an Oscar no. speech. Yeah. I'm just letting... I would like to thank <laughs> you really Kathy. Like me. You all like me. <laughs> and all of the nightmares just really uh, accumulate over time and keep me awake, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I love that. Oh my gosh! So there's has anyone ever actually seen the Maggie or or they, um, is it all just like tales and it's all tales? I'm sure one of them told me that they'd seen her. But yeah, I, I don't believe that anybody yeah. saw her. I, I'd believe it. <laughs> they also have another story called Bloody Fingers. Oh gosh, <laughs> is it Bloody Fingers? Yeah, it's Bloody Fingers. And is there a story to that? Are you waiting yeah. to do that later? Um, I'll have to sit down and actually fully remember it. I'll save it for one of those. Okay. Things. Another, a different time. Yeah. Oh boy. Cause I'm totally that person that like anytime anyone tells me like an urban legend then I'm like, well, it could be real. It could have happened. I don't know. Where? <laughs> I'm never so, going there. Means, someone's probably seen Maggie. And apparently for years people had like marked off exactly where she was found. Oh wow. And it died off recently. I'm yeah. Sure. But they would put like a white handkerchief on the trees by where she found. Well, that's like nowadays people put down like little crosses on the side of the road where people have had deadly accidents. And yeah. Stuff, but so. for 100, 200 years. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Come on. I don't know. <laughs> LOL. Um, I'm going to put a pause on it because I need a white claw. Claws. Claws are back. Mm. Hot Girl Summer 2019. And I cannot express this enough. <laughs> Shit, that's fresh. <laughs> Hot, and I cannot express this enough. Girl, Girl Summer. summer. <laughs> Correct. Well, I did like that story, yeah. So the Ooh. Black River Road, as I was mentioning off uh, camera. What? This is not camera. This is microphone. This is close enough. Um, to camera for your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, sneeze and fart at the same time, your body takes a screenshot. <laughs> Have you not heard that one? I don't know. But that's not uncommon. <laughs> what? So look back through your camera roll. <laughs> what did you look like when you sneezed and farted? Your blood pressure buzz. <laughs> 3,000! <laughs> your brain. Almost exploded through the roof of your head. <laughs> and you were thinking about, I want ice cream later. <laughs> I really want ice cream right now. Oh, boy. Okay, well, that was spoopy. But what I was mentioning off uh, the microphone was that the book that Spencer read by, called Black River Road by Deborah Komar. <laughs> Do you know her? Yeah, that's my Aunt Deb. Stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did she live in the area, or like, why did she just like? Oh, I'm gonna research this one. I think she's murder. from. I think she's from Saint John. Okay. I didn't read the preface. Okay. Who reads the preface? Apparently, people. Whenever I had to read, what's that book? Frankenstein in uh, 
Well, the prep high school does something in that. Uh, yeah, that, that was a full like chapter. It's like, why don't you just put this the first chapter? She talks about Je- Jeffrey Dahmer in it though. Yeah, why? Because that's what forced uh, yeah forensic science to change. In the nineties, she that's what she's attributing it to. What did she call it? The Dahmer effect? Maybe. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and research that. The Dahmer effect. We're just on the podcast, just like Googling stuff. I'm reading. Oh. I'm, this is the podcast where we just read stuff. Oh, there she is. She's the author of The, the Ballad of Jacob Peck, The Lynching of Peter Wheeler, and most recently, The Bastard of Fort Steichine, which won the 2016 Canadian Authors Award for Canadian History. Oh. Fellow of the American Academy of Forensic Sciences and practicing forensic anthropologist for over 20 years, she investigated human rights violations for the United Nations and Physicians for Human Rights. She's testified as an expert witness at the Hague and throughout North America and is the author of many scholarly articles and textbooks, Forensic Anthropology, Contemporary Theory and Practice. Yep. But it doesn't say where she's from. So the Dahmer theory is if both people are into each other, then a big romantic gesture works, which is the Dobler effect. Uh, but if one person isn't into the other and the same gesture comes off as a serial killer crazy, Dahmer. Which, okay. But what does that have to do with that? Yeah. Maybe she was the big romantic and she came off a serial killer vibe-esque? Maybe she was the big romantic and he wasn't into it, so he yeah. came off of the serial killer vibe. No, she was the one doing the big romantic stuff. Yeah, but maybe it's that part, but the other part is attributed to the party. I don't know. I don't Whatever. know. I don't know things about things. Maybe I'll research. This isn't it a later. book club. I was actually thinking the other day uh, that maybe for like our twentieth episode, so like six weeks from now, we should do like a a look back on all of our previous 19 episodes and try and find something that like one of us wants to like retouch on. Like you had mentioned, oh, you wanted to I'm touch John, John Bonet. And so I considered doing Jeffrey Dahmer again, since now I've got more uh, ideas of how to do my research and stuff like that. So I was, it depends on what my next six topics are going to be that <laughs> we might be able to spice things up a little bit. Well, I have, um, I have a list of 47 John Bonet documentaries that I still need to watch. Oh boy. So. Well, that's what I was saying about like watching some of the interviews from him and all that shit. Oh, he's and, like, crazy. Yeah, I know. I'm not excited about it, <laughs> but I kind of am a little bit. And he's got these dark, these stupid '70s glasses on yeah. the whole time. They're yeah, like this big. Yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, I'm not excited about <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't want to, but, <laughs> but I'm going I to. will for this podcast and just for our listeners to be like, "Oh, Chris, why are you doing? Why did I choose the world's craziest serial killer for the second episode of our podcast?" <laughs> I don't know why you did that. Me, of all people. Yeah, that was terrifying. <laughs> okay, anyways, so let's go ahead and get spoopy with my topic today. So let me tell you about what my topic was going to be. No. <laughs> my topic was... Oh, no, okay. you can't say what it was going to be because you're going to do that okay. anyway. I'm going to do my topic again, or my topic that was supposed to be for this week oh, what next kind of week. A murder was it, supposed to be? it was supposed to be like a hometown kind of thing because that's what I did? Yes. <gasps> oh, wow. So how weird. I did the hometown last week because I thought you were going to do hometown. So that yeah, equates. I okay, fine. Fucked it up. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's your fault. Okay. Uh, listen, in my defense, <laughs> I was drinking White Claws. <laughs> Hot Girl Summer. Um, so this week I instead did a really quick thing just because I have been a little busy with, you know, doing drag and all that fun stuff and trying to get sleep. And uh, did I tell you that our AC went out too? 
That no. was fun. Our AC went out on Sunday night um, or Sunday, Sunday. Uh, and so I came home after um, we went out for Sunday fun day. And it was like 85 degrees upstairs. And so Savannah like slept on the couch and I slept on Nick's bed. Um, Nick, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Because <laughs> we didn't tell him. Um, and they don't have podcasts in Alaska. Um, so <laughs> okay. Yeah. And uh, so then they couldn't schedule something to come out. Add that to the list of the people that we're trying to exclude. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Hold on. Scratching the table. <laughs> we've got Alabama. We've okay. got Alaska. Wait. Page. Page 35. <laughs> nope. That's full. No. Okay. Still. There we go. Okay. Then All we right. can put oh, a tally yeah. in there. What is that? Page 42? <laughs> 207. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so then on uh, Monday, I mean, they couldn't come out until Tuesday. And so Monday, the upstairs got up to 97 degrees inside. Oh, yeah. Just, just on the top floor. So the first and second floor, the AC was still running. So the third floor was not. So that one was uh, fun. That's, that's yeah, it's a little bit better. At so least heat rises. It exactly. Fall through the floor. Yeah, exactly. So we're not ending up with all the heat just like stuck in our uh, uh, the rest of the house. But yeah, it, whatever. So this week has been a little bit hectic, and uh, yeah. So that's why we've got. <laughs> Hot girl summer. <laughs> hot girl summer. So that's why we've got a literally uh, hot. Quick, uh, uh, we're going for a uh, urban legend this week. Okay. Um, so Dusty, here you go. You got your another urban legend. Even though we do urban legend all the time. So. <laughs> oh, that's oh, maybe no, that's probably that's what it the was. shade we threw. We weren't trying <laughs> to be shady, girl. <laughs> we appreciated your um, input. We of course thank appreciate everyone. Thank input. you for the updates because yeah. um, there. What you did suggest one that I really wanted to do, um, and it's. I want to do the Diet the, the what? The Keddy murders? No, oh, I don't know. Was that I him or is that something else that I filmed that I was like, ooh, I want to do that? I think that might have been something else. Uh, you want to do the... The, the Diet Love Pass. Because you know I love conspiracy theories, so... Oh, <laughs> That one's perfect. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there's there's that one. Um, so, what I did was just a quick urban legend uh, that has gone creepypasta, uh, just because every creepypasta took hold of it. It's like, oh, bitch, I got that. <laughs> we I got, got story you, too. girl. <laughs> um, and so, it has dates and a possible origin... Uh, and possibly origin stories going back as far as 1930 of stories that have basically helped create this legend, like accumulating kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So the story loosely follows the same idea uh, for all of them, that a woman gets into her car late at night, sometimes in the middle of nowhere. She ends up being followed by a large car, truck, or 18-wheeler who follows her very closely around every single turn. Uh, the car is behind her. Oh, I didn't even call the, the ep- name of what I'm doing. It's called Killer in the Backseat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the car fl- like f- uh, bo- mm, follows close behind her uh, and flashes his headlights often and in some stories even rams the back of her car. Uh, she finally gets to her destination and honks the horn uh, super loudly to wake up her boyfriend or her husband or who- her father, whoever's in the house, and then or she runs inside. That's sexist. It's a man and his boyfriend is inside. Sure. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe her girlfriend's inside. Or her girlfriend's <laughs> yeah, inside. exactly. Um, so or the, maybe it's a duck, <laughs> and his duck friend is inside. So we're... Ducks drive cars, okay? Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, it's not beastiality, actually I have a story they're both about ducks. Uh, so there's a... Whenever I was in um, college, me and my friend Cody took this... Uh, uh, college class that was like geography of like global villages and the teacher was this like Australian woman who was like wild a wild Australian woman uh, and she would I bring... have a feeling I know where this is going keep going why just keep going okay 
And she would bring her dog to every single class. Well, her dog was nope. I'm off. <laughs> a disability like dog that's supposed to like help her. Apparently, like when, in her line of work that she used to do before she get, became a professor, she like got a whole bunch of like heavy metals in her body that have basically caused her like have random seizures. And the dog can apparently tell when she's going to have one. And so this dog apparently found out she was on a long road trip. Noticed that she was about to have a seizure while she was driving, and the dog fucking drove the car. Yes. <laughs> so honestly, every single day was just like the because adv- the dog's name was Pup Pup, and so it was just like the adventures of Pup Pup. Like, what what is Pup Pup doing now? So, oh my god. Yeah. So that was where did you if think the service? Any of these go? dogs drove. <laughs> I would because uh, the dog was like a. Have you seen Savannah's dog Daisy? It's and like she's a more, a little bit bigger than Morky. Yeah. L- no, a little bit bigger than. Stop it. <laughs> um, the the dog is probably uh, uh, Daisy's a little bit well pup pup is a little bit bigger than Kennedy. Um, it's uh, probably about forty pound like red healer blue healer mix, um, and that's basically what pup pup was. She she was like uh, like she was legit mixed with like Dango too. Well, shit, the fun- dogs don't even know that they're in the car half. The yeah, time. exactly. Well, this dog like, was we're very in a moving intelligent. box. You can't control it. Yeah, and like there was one time in class that like the dog like got up all of a sudden like went over to her. Um, and wasn't certain if, like, the dog got scared or, like, what it was. Uh, because, like, he would just, like, wander around the classroom and, like, came up to her. And so then she had to sit down in the middle of class because she was like, I think he's telling me I'm about to ha- have a seizure. And so, like. That bitch was just tired. Yeah, exactly. So she sat down for 30 fucking minutes. Oh, and the best part about the class is that we had, like, these clicker system things that, like, if you needed to answer, like, quiz questions and stuff like that in class, she could never get it to work. We would spend the first, like, 45 minutes of class, because it was a Tuesday, Thursday class. It was about an hour and a half long. She would spend half the class trying to get these clickers to work every single time, and they never did. Also, can we talk about how much we talked about Australia in that class? More than half the semester. (laughs) And what was the class called? Geography of Global Villages. <laughs> so do you know how many other global villages. villages we went to? None. None. LOL. We skipped over South America and Central America entirely. <laughs> and I was like, like, it doesn't matter. She, Nobody lives yeah, there. Yeah, not important. But we also spent a huge amount of time on all of the Pacific Islands. And so we had to know like all of the Pacific Islands. So if you ever asked me about the geography of Pacific Islands. Where's Midway? In the middle of the Pacific. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> How weird. <laughs> um, I was thinking that uh, in Australia, they have, like, some city of emus. <laughs> what? Yeah, there's, like, a city where just a bunch of emus live. It's not a city. It's just a bunch of emus that live together. Yeah. But they call it <laughs> city emu of emu. city. <laughs> I did not know that. No. Also, that was not a global village that we talked about. <laughs> well, there were no people there. Yeah. <laughs> um, where are my people at? Where are my people at? Where are my people at? I saw a short YouTube documentary. It's about this big. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yesterday or maybe the day before where this woman, she had was playing with, not playing with, she was a scientist. And she was playing with it, playing with science. She was playing with (laughs) organic mercury. And she was like doing her little droppers. And she's wearing nitrite gloves. Mm-hmm. She spilled organic mercury on her yeah, nitrite gloves. It goes right through them. Yep, went right through. And she was brain dead. Yeah. It goes right through your skin. Yeah. Why was she playing with it? Well, she, I mean, she was doing something science-y. Yeah. She was doing something important. But I she was like. She died on the YouTube video? No. <laughs> they were like, she was living. She was like, I didn't get any on my skin. She yeah. She didn't get any on her skin. But it goes through the glove. Okay, yeah. Because it's organic mercury. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just like, she was like, uh, started having problems walking and started having problems speaking. 
and then it was just like full blown like can't speak at all mm-hmm. just like because it all just gets in your brain and just blocks it all yep <laughs> and then she just couldn't walk it all what the fuck Kennedy scared the crap out of himself he probably stepped on something she was sitting him. down or he leaned back on it anyways go back to your story sorry <laughs> Well, we got sidetracked really fast. Um, oh, because you were talking about ducks driving. Anyways. Cause, <laughs> so, I'm just saying they'd be great drivers. So, yeah, she gets to her de- the duck gets to her destination, <laughs> honks the horn, or runs inside. Um, and then the driver of the truck approaches a car with a shotgun and identifies a killer in the backseat who has a knife. Uh, so that's, like, the whole premise of the story. Uh, so the main story itself began circulating around uh, 1968, where some of the origin stories, like of like different newspaper stories and stuff like that, like I said, go back to the 30s. Uh, but it really came to fame in the 19 in 1982 when a columnist posted it in a newspaper that was in the advice column. <laughs> it was like, how is That's that? I put that. How is that advice? But okay, um, it is speculated that the so the, oh, were those the original creepy prostas advice columns, <laughs> right? <laughs> Dear Susan, what do I do about this killer my in the back seat that won't get white? Listen, bitch, you got bigger problems. <laughs> There's a killer in your back seat, bitch. There is somebody in the closet right now. You better go get him. Waiting to kill you. Um, so it's speculated the main original story came uh, from a vaguely similar 1964 report of an escape murderer who hid in the back seat of a victim's car, only to be killed by the car owner, who was a police detective. So you fucked with the wrong person. Um, the stories tend to always start with like a friend of a friend or like I know a friend that knows someone, you know, things like that. So it's like you never – you don't know someone who that happened to, okay? I mean I know somebody that that happened I, to. I, I know it. It's happened. It's real. She was sitting in the front seat just juuling out. Yeah. <laughs> with the windows open, but also, blaring Charlie well, XCX. I'm going to read the story and we'll, I'll have one major question about the whole situation. Um, the answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it was a yes or no question. It's still yes. Okay. Um, the answer is White Claw Summer. Yep. Hot Girl Summer. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Hey. So the story, excuse me. I'm really trying to make this oh, not the shortest episode. <laughs> oh, because you don't want it to be this. What is our shortest episode? I think it's like an hour 15 and we're about to pass it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you like, hold out, hold now. <laughs> Um, so the story is often told with a moral. Uh, the driver of the car flash, uh, flashing the lights is often like a written off as like a lumberjack or a trucker or, or you know some scary looking man, basically someone who the driver mistrusts without having any a real reason. reason. Um, she assumes that it is the person behind her who wants to do her harm, when in reality it is he who wants to save her life. So, are we ready for the spoopy creepy pasta? <gasps> okay. So the story. One night, a woman went out for drinks with her girlfriends, and at the end of the night, she left the bar alone. On her way home, her route took her onto a deserted highway. She noticed a lone pair of headlights quickly approaching her car from behind. As the car came closer, she noticed that its turn signal was on. The car was going to pass her. Just as it moved over to begin passing, suddenly the driver swerved back behind her car, pulled up dangerously close to her tailgate, and flashed the high beams at her. She started getting nervous and kept an eye on the strange vehicle in the rearview mirror. The headlights dimmed for a moment, and then the high beams flashed again, and the car behind her surged forward. The frightened woman struggled to keep her eyes on the road and fought the urge to keep looking at the car behind her. Finally, she approached her exit, but the car continued to follow her, flashing the high beams periodically. 
Through every stoplight and every turn, it followed her until she pulled into her driveway. She figured her only hope was to make a mad dash into the house and call the police. As she, as she flew from the car, so did the driver of the car behind her with a shotgun in hand. She screamed, uh, but then he also screamed as well. Lock the door and call the police. Call 911. Which was what she wanted to do anyways. <laughs> so when the police arrived, the horrible truth was finally revealed to the woman. The man in the car had been trying to save her. As he pulled up behind her and his headlights illuminated her car, he saw the silhouette of a man with a butcher knife rising up from the back seat to stab her. And when he and flashed so them, when he flashed them, the high beams would and down. he'd crouch the figure would crouch back down. I exactly. Yeah. So that's the the it's a quick and short and easy creepypasta and there's several different versions there's some where like she goes to a gas station and the gas station attendant is like she's gotten gas and she's about to get back in the car and the gas station attendant is like hey you need to come inside you need to come inside like there's something wrong with your credit card and she's like no there's not i just got approved and the gas is done like i'm done i'm getting in the car like i'm going home and the gas station attendant is like you need to come inside right now and then you they go inside like i already called the police like the person in the back of your car like trying to kill you you know whatever um so there's that version however there is a funny version that (laughs) i really like too so uh i all what i wrote was i also wanted to know that there was a version of the story that also made me laugh while i was doing the research um so the vision in i'm sorry version entails the same concept um of everything uh so like the same like a driver pulling up behind him like uh you know scary truck driver something like that and then when she gets out of the car uh like at the end police had already been called and like the the police like go up to the car with guns drawn and the person in the back seat was the woman's boyfriend who had a bouquet of flowers and an engagement ring <laughs> wanted to surprise her no <laughs> so <laughs> There's that. <laughs> um, so the moral of the story is check your back seat. What back seat? Check your back seat, <laughs> whether or not for a killer or just for stupid boys. <laughs> um, so going back, my main question is, how do you not see something in your fucking rearview mirror? Like, I do you look through that back there? I in the dark. My, yes, because my rearview mirror, I can see everything. I use it for, like, when I'm driving anywhere. Like, I, I guess I relied probably too much on my rearview mirror, but hmm. I don't know. I don't really look behind me with the rearview mirror that often mm-hmm. when it's dark. I do when it's light. Okay. I refer to my mirrors on the sides for nighttime driving. Um, but also, I drive a Jeep Wrangler, and you can't even fit two people in there, so... <laughs> So I don't have to worry about people really in my backseat. I don't worry about that yeah. because I don't know where they would hide. I don't have to worry about people in my backseat either because it's uh, full, of full of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that too. Oh, well. Unless they want to jingle around in some garbage. <laughs> well, they've got a full meal, a bottle of water back there. Maybe a bottle of wine hidden somewhere underneath the seat. You never know. Uh, they've got a bunch of drag stuff in the back if they want to get into cost- full costume. So we've got everything. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, just a, a quick little thing to kind of read, a quick little creepypasta. But also, um, I feel like I might have heard this before, or I just have an illegitimate fear of things like this. Uh, but I check my shower all the time. If I ever have like my shower uh, uh, thing closed, like whenever I turn off the lights, I always have to check someone <laughs> the shower. <laughs> and then I always check my back seat as well. 
I don't know why. Oh, I always do. I don't. Like, I got crazy. three dogs. If you're not here and I don't know it, then I deserve to. Die. Yeah, exactly. Or kill one of the dogs because <laughs> Kennedy at least will let me know if somebody's here. Rawr, 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 rawr. Morky will too. Carter has no recollection. Of <laughs> Carter doesn't think that anybody's Carter's here. Carter's like, right hey. Now. Where am I? <laughs> There's lots of people around here in Vatican Square. I don't know why you're so worried. Everyone's going to see you if you die. <laughs> so because you had a funny uh, story, I just wanted to share my um, opinions on what horror movies should be. Because me and Thomas went to see... Uh, Scary stories you tell in the dark? Yeah. How was that? It was so good. I heard it was good. It was really good. And um, it was nostalgic. Because uh, I read that book in like elementary school, I yeah, read all and I three heard of that them. it was uh, PG thirteen too. So that, like, I'm assuming there wasn't much gore or anything like that. Um, ah. No, there really wasn't. Um, so it was true spoop fashion. There was a little bit of blood, but no gore, I would say. Um, but what I came to the recollection of, and Thomas was like, "That's morbid." <laughs> Is that every time I watch a movie, I want everyone to die. I just <laughs> I want, want everyone movie. to die. So that if it's a horror movie, I want everyone to die. Of the horror movie is for the killer to win? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that makes it scarier. If they w- if the people win out, then he's not a very good killer. Yeah, but then, you know, you know, you are one of uh, a very small group of people that probably believe that. A lot of people are like, there always has to be a good guy at the end. Because, like, my mom hates movies that, like, if the bad guy wins or, like, the bad guy gets off or something like that, she just, like, the whole movie is just ruined for her. She's just like, I, I hate it. <laughs> so it's like, uh, like that movie Watchmen when, like, everyone, like, at the end of the movie, the, it was a whole thought process of, like, corrupt uh, superheroes and, you know, things like that. Um, and at the end, it just, like, they don't, there's not a real winner. Like, every people die, people lose, like, all that stuff. So, like, I love she that. hated it. No, that's what it. I want to happen. No. Especially if that's what I'm going to see. Like, yeah. if I'm going to see a slasher flick, I want everyone to die. Yeah. Which is why, well, I will make an exception for the Freddy versus, or for, not Freddy. Uh, I don't really like Freddy. Halloween. I like Halloween, and I like uh, Jason. Okay. Because most people die. Yeah. Like, one person lives. And, I, and those killers are, like, not not Michael Myers, but Jason in specific. He is relatively confined. He only stays right there. So the girl got away from him. She's gotten away from the lake. Yeah, she's so good. she's good. And he's still there killing people. Yep. What about uh, Cabin in the Woods? Did you ever see that? Um, that was the one where they were like in a simulation or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that one too. You, you liked it? I thought it was so dumb. I liked it up until like I liked it to the point where they were like. I didn't um, really like that there was a simulation. I was like. Well, I kind of liked it. I thought it was an interesting concept, but then I, I like whenever they got into the lab and like they found all the other monsters and like then every everything just like went haywire and all the monsters and killers were all getting loose and all that stuff. Um, up until they were like, the what last five minutes of the movie when they were like, well, we have to make these sacrifices for the uh, horror gods or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck. <laughs> Like, I did not smoke enough pot to be on this, oh. watching this movie. You don't have to smoke pot. You just love horror. Yeah. That's why The Strangers is my favorite movie. Oh, my gosh. Everyone dies. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone dies. dies. <laughs> I also really like um, It Follows. Never heard of it. It's on Netflix. It's really good. 
Netflix. 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 Because it has a similar kind of progression as The Ring Mm -hmm. to where you have to show somebody something. To get rid of it? It doesn't even get rid of it. It kills that person before it kills you. Oh, so basically you have to keep killing other people with this so you can stay alive. Yes. But, I mean, well, you're not going to watch it. But it is relatively new. Anyways, the thing that kills you follows you forever. Cool. And you can show people to uh, make it attack them first so you have time. Mm-hmm. Or you can run from it forever. So you have to keep moving. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I don't like that. That's terrifying to me. You know I don't Welcome like Welcome to our Podcast. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Pop Blues. Pop Blues. News. <laughs> so tell us what you think. Tell us what your favorite scary movie is um, at ourspoopypodcast.com. Uh, also tell us what you are, you are, what you are opinions of. <laughs> you apostrophe R-E <laughs> opinions. What you are opinion has um, on uh, at rspoopypodcast on Instagram. Or if you want to tweet at us any sort of uh, ideas that you have for our next podcast, you can tweet us at rspoopy. Or if you want to go in and write us a review on facebook.com, you can go at facebook.com slash rspoop. Or on Apple Podcasts. We like them there, too. Or does Spotify do that? I don't think Spotify does that. I think you can just subscribe. I think it's only Apple that lets you write a review on oh, I didn't the know podcast. That. So if we have any people who are listening on Apple Podcast, um, go and write us a review, because I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, then I'm going to start making my friends go and do that. Thing. Yeah. You'll do it. I mean, most people, I think, listen on Spotify, because uh, my friends yeah. aren't trash. <laughs> oh, not trash. <laughs> Actually, it's equal. Oh, is Pretty it? Much. Oh, damn. Um, and then I'm like, I, I listen on Google Podcasts. And it's like one, three percent <laughs> other. <laughs> it's just you. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I'm having flashbacks to when I bought a Microsoft Zoom. <laughs> you did not. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's so much bigger. <laughs> I had a Microsoft phone for a hot second. No, uh, mine was a Zoom. It was like an I iPod. I know, but I, just, I had a story to go along with it. Oh, okay. saying, but, <laughs> I was uh, like, yeah, like I had uh, well, in college, somehow I would end up breaking all of my phones. I went through like several phones a year. And somehow I've kept this one intact for quite some time. Um, and so I, the only phone that we could get as an upgrade for free was the Microsoft phone. That phone lasted me a solid like Four months because (laughs) it was a shitty piece of phone. It didn't have the actual Facebook app. You had to log in through a third party. It didn't have Snapchat. Like all of the features that are on normal, like Android and Apple. Like this whole debate between Android and Apple is so stupid because you can do Do everything basically the same thing. It's just a matter of like what your preference is. Um, I think you can do a little bit more with an Android, but yeah. And I think that they're, yeah. I, I don't know. Mm. Well, that's what <laughs> Anyways, they say. Yeah, that's what they say. Um, but the whole debate should really be focusing on just shitting on Microsoft because <laughs> the, those phones did not do anything. And it used to piss me off so much because I used to be such a huge fan of Scandal, and that was the only phones that they used were Microsoft phones. There was a show <laughs> that I watched where they were, like, pushing Microsoft Surface palettes. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh. then I have to use Microsoft 8. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm not doing that. And that's shit. <laughs> I'm not using Internet Explorer. I don't know why they tried to make Microsoft 8 
happen. I don't know. Because there was, I mean, XP and then what happened after XP? I don't know. Seven, I Windows have, 7 and then Windows 10. Windows yeah. 8 in between. Where they were like, everything's an app. <laughs> so? Like, don't do that. You should just give up, honestly. Just go back to, I mean, you're a computer. I don't need you to be a phone. Yeah. Especially at this point when like Google and Apple are like the two biggest things that are happening right now. And especially in phones. Like why? Yeah. Microsoft why? just and stick to Office. Yeah. Just keep doing the things that people actually need. And like an operating system for a computer, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You can keep doing that too. Whatever. But you don't need to be delve into the phone market. We don't need that. Speaking of operational systems, hey, <laughs> are you a small business? I might be. <laughs> uh, are you a small business owner trying to do it all? Uh, Take marketing, yeah. for example. Nowadays, your business has to be F-B-I-G-T-W-L-I account. Does everybody know this? No. <laughs> it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Oh, okay. I did not get that one. If you were in the business, you would know. Oh, okay. I'm not uh, in the business. <laughs> I know. That's why I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to businesses. I might be a small business owner. <laughs> you can't pro- try to make prostitution a small business. Damn it. Uh, so who has time to take pictures, write posts, and get them posted online, let alone comment, share, and respond to followers? Don't worry. Economy Works is here to help. Oh, God. You can wipe your brow. Someone has can get on the F B I G L N T W L G B T Q. Let Economy Works Talent Network help you do marketing so you can grow your business. Economy Works. When we work, the, the economy, economy works. works. Find out at economyworks.com. <laughs> so why don't we just tell people to get spoopy with it? Okay, I think you should do that. Well, we should well, uh, get. Let's spoopy get spoopy with, with it. Mm.